This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more. Hey, Wendy, how was your weekend? Good, Brian. How was yours? Um, bought a new vehicle, used vehicle. I've yes. ne- I've never bought a used vehicle at a at a like a dealership before. I I mean, like my first three cars were used. Uh-huh. Three, yeah, three, three, no, two. First two cars were used. Then I bought a, a pickup truck, but it was always off of like my brother or somebody I know from work or <laughs> something in the newspaper. Like I, for the first time ever, went to a uh, dealership and bought a used car, and oh my god, I don't want to buy a new car ever again. <laughs> like the pay- payments are so much exil- lower. It's ex- yeah, it's 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 an exhausting process. Anytime you you get a new vehicle, but yeah, like buying it outward from. So did you go to like a like a dealership dealership, or did you go to a, like a used car dealer? Oh, it was a totally used car dealer. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's always good if you can do private treaty kind of stuff, but it's not, you, you know, when you're, you were looking for a family mobile, so you wanted to make sure things were legit too, so that's tough. Uh, yeah. And some people aren't willing to give up their family mobiles, and by the time they do, they're pretty worn in, so that's always a, a guessing game with those. Yeah, so it was um, like 80,000 miles, and it was uh, models five years old. Uh, and I am entirely okay with that. It was newer than newer than my personal vehicle that uh, mm-hmm. I drive. Kim's car is basically brand new. We got it last year. Of course, this is creating with us um, this sort of issue where I traded in my car last year and put it toward Kim's car mm-hmm. that she bought new, and which means I took her old car, which became my car. And I loved that car that I traded in. I loved that car. I knew every mm-hmm. inch of it. I knew how it handled, uh, loved it, had all the features I wanted, and I traded in for something that I didn't like as much, but I grew to mm-hmm. grew to like it. And yesterday, I traded that car in <laughs> for for this thing. And but I, you have a beast now. You know, yeah, you know, you got to. Well, the good thing is, it's you know, transformer related brand. Yeah, right. I think right? I think there's a Dodge in a Transformer think- movie. I know Chevy's a big one, but I thought there was a Dodge the, too. Maybe I'm wrong. Off the top of my head, I, I, I can't. I, you know, I, if I was in the Transformers mode, but like the funny thing is, like I, I, sometimes I have to dance around what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> I, I told her, like, "Hey Kim, can you like, you know, I in my mind this is my car. Can you like not decorate it?" And she was like, "What do you mean decorate it? I, you know how in your car you have papers everywhere, napkins." And it, oh, yeah. And like, I really want to say, you live in your car. You're not going <laughs> to live in this car. Yeah. It's like, gotcha. you know, my car, if it, it has dirt or something in it, it's like something I can clean. When I go through her car, it's like, can I throw this away? I don't know. Can I throw this away? I don't know. Um. So, so I put But my, there's going to be kids in this car. So that's kind of hard statement to make, to be well, honest. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to leave stuff like coloring books and things like Cheerios. that. Cheerios. Just but, remember, there will be some living being done in the kids' seats. <laughs> yeah, but I like I had to da- dance around it. It really just ticked her off, and uh, you know, I feel like I now don't have a vehicle. So I took my old truck, which is 25 years old, uh-huh. and I got it back up and running today. And I'm going to basically make that my everyday driver if I don't get to drive this thing. There you go. 
you know what? Sometimes you just need your your truck and you just need to go for a drive. I'm yeah. a big believer in that whole concept. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you do well, anything was exciting? Exciting. Yeah, did you do anything exciting? Um, I did not. I had a busy week at work and then I kind of got like a little bug of some kind about midweek and just kind of got over that and did some normal weekend stuff, cleaning errands, all that. Now I am going to go meet our friends, um, Nate and Eva for dinner cause they're in town nice. for business. So in a few hours I'll go meet them and hang out for a little bit before I start my week. Cause it's going to be busy and I got to travel to Jersey for work. So, um, other than that, I've been pretty low key, just getting stuff done. You know how sometimes you just need those weekends and it's kind of been rainy, hot, all over the place with the weather. So, and downtown Nashville's like super busy this weekend. So I was avoiding those things as well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, uh, I did, you know, I was like, got to get the, the podcast going again. So made sure I had time for that. You are so awesome. So here we are after our first one. It felt good. I was like, okay, got to, got to keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a goal. Uh, oh, segue <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> there. So, so Wendy, why don't you why don't you tell us about uh, goals here? Like, why why would somebody set a goal, and what's the what's what's the importance of that? So, uh, the reason I brought up the topic. So, I think several episodes ago, and one where like a year you, ago, I think yes, yeah, le- legitimately, like, isn't this kind of funny how we're circling back on the same topics almost a year later? It's kind of sad and, and ironical at the same time. Um, so I think Dusty challenged us in one of the episodes we were talking about that we should do something on setting goals and then the book, the goal. Well, I am. And they're two different. They're two different things. Completely two different things, which I agree completely. So I thought, let's talk about setting goals. The reason I said, let's start with that, because I'm also still reading the book and it's two different topics is um, I. I like to think of myself as a goal setter, but when things got kind of upended in my life over like from last February till now, some of the goals got interrupted by no choice of my own. And then some were just things that I had to reevaluate my goals, but I really wasn't thinking about those things other than finding a job and everything, you know, as of recent being my primary goal. But then I had dinner with, I think it's been almost two weeks now. My old livestock judging coach was in town with his wife and friends that travel and I hadn't seen him in like 17 years. So it was really good. It was really good to see him and like out of the blue, they're like, how do you like Nashville? All that stuff. And we were just talking about normal things and he goes, Wendell's. So what's the goal? And I was like, huh? And he's like, what, what's the goal? Is this like, are you staying in Nashville? Like, I thought you were going to stay in North Carolina. You'd been there so long, you know. What's the goal? Are you staying here forever? Do you like it that much? You know, and I was just like, uh, because I'm like, well, I haven't really got to settle into the city. There's been a lot happening in the first year. You know, I haven't really thought about it. And I said, and I hate to say this out loud, but I guess I'm not a real hardcore focused goal oriented person. And his wife goes, I don't agree with that. And I was like, okay, even though you haven't known me, you know, like haven't seen me in my adulthood. She knows me well from when I was a kid. And I don't think she thinks, thinks I've changed that much, but I was like, you know what? So much has been going on. I had goals before I got to Nashville. 
He asked me that question and you know what, a year ago or in other situations, I'd be able to say, yeah, I definitely think I'm going to stay here for X amount of time. So we had the conversation. I kind of threw out a number. I'm like, I could see me staying here for a few years. I don't, but I don't know because what evolves along the way could change that. But he made me think, you know what? I've lost sight of some goals I had going on before that I have not a had the means or just haven't put energy into and B I do have a new situation. I do have a new place that I'm living. What am I going to do? What are important? Which ones do I have to care about? Which ones do I not? So I think it just kind of created that whole new, okay, I've landed a job. I have some structure and some, you know, consistency that's coming back into my life with that. So it's probably time to reevaluate and set some goals again or look at the ones that I had and see if they still fit. So that's kind of why I thought this topic was timely. And I just thought it was random that he was like, what's the goal? And for once I was like, I don't even have a, a BS one to give you. <laughs> Cause generally I have some general sense of what I want to do. So that's why I thought the topic would be good. Um, and I just kind of went back into my, you know, goal setting mind frame. And I had then had a meeting with, you know, you're starting new job, new 401k, all that other kind of jazz. And so I had a meeting with my financial advisor. And again, he was like, what are your goals? And it's like, okay, this work keeps coming up. I think there's a sign I need to focus on some goals. So <laughs> how are you going to, so I'll just say I am the world's worst goal setter. <laughs> I love making plans. Yeah. I love dream I like I have I like goals, but I don't like creating realistic goals that I can track to. Uh, so that's I was going to say. So what are I I think about why do I why am I good at some goals and why do I suck at others, right? So I think I'm a little bit like you. I am great with setting like this these big kind of dreams or audacious goals, but I am Anybody who knows me, for the most part, I'm kind of an all-in and go hard at something, and I'm not good with the chipping away. I can, but I like when I have big, like, give me a sledgehammer and I've knocked off a huge chunk, not just like these ting, ting, ting. So you my prefer patient. short-term goals. Yes, and that's how I become better, and I, I'm realizing that the older I get. Like, I have to probably focus more on short-term and know that the long term's out there, but I get so fixated on the long term. I'm like, go faster, get there faster because I'm competitive too. So that's a dangerous thing to be is not patient, super competitive, and just focused on the big thing, you know. Um, so I've got to reset that mind frame. So when it comes to like – I mean this is kind of how I am. Uh, <laughs> for the podcast and podcasts, um, I've had goals, ideas for goals and, and stuff. And probably for three years now, I've had a, pr a project plan in place to build a project plan to get to, you know, to realize my goal. Mm -hmm. So, like, the project plan is define goal, <laughs> uh, <laughs> define milestones, and create action, like an action plan or define steps. And that's as far as I've gotten. I haven't gone back and actually <laughs> fleshed it. it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I realize now, since I'll be 40 next year, mm -hmm. that... um Every year that I have left is a pretty sizable uh, percentage of, like, my remaining life. Mm -hmm. 
So say I live another, let's just say I live another 40 years. So uh-huh. uh, that is two and like, that's two and a half percent of my life left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And say I live uh, five years, that's like, uh, what, 20 percent. Uh, God, that is scary. Uh, so, okay. Well, we didn't want to talk about depressing math today, but okay. But like, you know, I, I, the, like I need to start acting on, I need to one, make sure that I have goals in place. Yeah. And two, I need to start acting on it. Yes. So, um, you and me both. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, accountability, friends. <laughs> it would be ten years for twenty percent, not not five. Not five. Oh, correct. Much I, yeah. Listen, I was like, that's not the right math, but I'm not going to correct you because God knows I'm not a mathematician. So. I'm, I'm usually I'm usually really good with math. So you are, but, but just, you're tired. You're a little. You got a parent brain. It's okay. <laughs> but still, ten percent. You know, or twenty percent. Mm-hmm. That's that's scary. And as fast as things move. So I feel like that that I need to do the short. I'm good with short-term goals. I have friends that are like, I think you're very goal-oriented. And I've noticed that I am because I'll pick something. And if I say I'm going to do it, then I'll go do it. But if I talk about my long-term ones, they're there. And people are like, okay, pull the trigger. And I'm still like, but I, I in my mind, I'm back here in the middle where I still need to do X, Y, and Z. So I need to take the approach of kind of breaking it down into more those milestones where I'm just like, I look at the big milestone and I'm just like, do all the things as quickly as you can to get there. Don't put really like a realistic approach around it or, you know, those small, what do they, they always say? Make them small, manageable, obtainable goals. I'm like, okay, and, and get the satisfaction of marking those off. I've never been a checklist. Well, I'm a checklist person, but that's not, that's for staying organized and planning. It's not from a satisfaction of completion thing for me. So I think I need to get better about being okay with the little milestones for me to actually start accomplishing things, you know, and getting the ball rolling again on some goals that had kind of been put on hold because of the other changes going on. So I have to get refocused. I, for me, also, it, it comes down to like, why am I setting a goal? Mm-hmm. Am I setting it for myself or am I setting it for work? When it comes to setting it for work, I can set a goal for work, especially when oh, I have yeah. a boss that tells me that I have to. <laughs> That's right. When my livelihood depends on the goal, I'm going to, yeah, when we're going to get or figured out. <laughs> when Wendy would tell me to, to plan something or do something, I would do it because, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, I'm getting paid to do it. But uh, when Correct. it comes to doing something for myself... I hate say it. I just kind of I'm like, oh, I just I just live, live and let live. That's kind of what yeah. I am. Well, uh, that's I mean, I feel like that's one thing I had said, too, in the conversation when it came up, you know, with his wife or somebody else. I said, I've kind of always gone with the flow in my personal life, you know, and I. So do you feel like, OK, so take we'll we'll relay it back to business. And I and I still kind of do it in business, too. In life, there are people who. A, there's the conviction of feeling like that's their purpose. So there's the purpose and then the goal gets tied into it. But it's like they know they're going to get married or they know they're going to have kids or they know they're never going to leave their hometown or the state they grew up in or they know they're always going to be in this career. There's some people I feel like very early on gravitate towards a goal and they hold on to it very tightly and they do it. You know, people who want to become parents or they become doctors or whatever. And I've always kind of been a person that I didn't want to box myself into that thing. So, you know, a lot of people are like, you're so brave. You've moved, you know, moved away from 
home for school. And then you moved all the way across the country from your family to North Carolina. And then you just decided to move to Nashville. And some people, that would have been goals for them to do those things. For me, it was kind of just like, well, let me go do it. And I knew I wanted to go do different things, go live in different places for a little bit. But it was never a goal in my mind. And then as I think back to it with my work, I always was like, I want to land a career. I want to find a good place to work, a good company, etc. But I never was fixated on a position or a title or something like that. So I've kind of, they're like, so you've kind of gone where the wind blows you, but you've done well by doing that. So I, like I, this reminds me of something that I said actually at work on my um, year-end evaluation last year. Like sometimes you are in control of your life and sometimes your life is in control of you. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that I've lived my life with it in control of me um, forever. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like I've been fortunate enough to be in the situation where – had things I needed to do, and I've worked hard enough or made enough money along the way to be able to support it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guess, you know, in in my mind, though, for the most part, you know, I've just responded to things that have happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't necessarily set any long-term goals along the way. And if I did, I've long forgotten them. I think by this time I wanted to be an astronaut or something. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that happens to a lot of people. I don't think, you know, we're an exception by all means, but I, I think, um, minus what the circumstances were, mine is a lot the same way. You know, I just, I would, I would deal with the situation at hand. In some cases I was like, oh, I think this would be interesting to go do. So I set up the means to go do it as far as trying to find something in another state or moving or whatever. And then, that's kind of maybe where I let the goal just take me where it was going without, you know, me having some control over it. So I think there is that healthy balance. You do have to be flexible. I mean, we learn it in project management. We learn it in process design. We learn it in a lot of the things we do in our, our jobs or we've done in our jobs and that you've specialized a lot in the last couple of years. You have to be, you know, you have to lose, you have to leave room for the exceptions but I also think there are times where you let the exceptions start to take you way off course because it becomes so interesting what that exception is. And there's probably somewhere to live in between. So I feel like, you know, for me, I need to get back focused on, and I think a lot of people struggle with this, and I know there's lots of ways to get to it, is that small small steps with realistic timelines and, you know, and revisiting how it ties back to the bigger goal. So it's not so frustrating or you're not burning your, like I'm not burning myself out trying to run the race to be competitive and get to the end really quick and be like, bam, got it done and lost all the things that I could be learning or the situations and the flexibility and how that changes or makes things better towards the goal along the way. Because just like at work, sometimes you got to get stuff done. You're being paid to get it done. You got to deliver by a certain timeline. But sometimes you get so fixated, you lose sight or of some critical things along the way that could make the end state better, right? So I guess one important thing that I guess the problem, the important thing we have to talk about when it comes to this, though, is like, how do you actually track to a goal? 
like how do you put numbers to something or how do you define what milestones are and this for uh, go ahead for personal i think for personal and business it's different right so i don't well i i think the only the only way i think they're different and and again it's all perspective from a business piece it's metrics all the way there are uh, there are numbers there are things that you have to meet um, they're driving the business. There, there is a, a objective business oriented objective. When it comes to your personal goals, the measure of how are you obtaining them? What is, if you're, if it's not a numbers thing, if it's a joy thing, if it's an emotional thing, if it's something like that, depending on the type of person that you are, there may not be a number or hard hard metric associated with it. For some people, it may be you know, a, a, an emotional or a physical or a something else kind of metric associated with a personal goal that isn't as, you know, concrete as is something with business. It's just the way, I mean, I have people that do things because it's more from an emotional measurement than it is from a numbers measurement because that, that is hard to, you know, measure except on your own, on your own scale. I guess. So, I mean, you know as well as I do, though, there's not always a way that you can uh, – there's not always a number to tie something to or Correct. an existing way to do it. And you, you kind of have to figure out how to uh, either put a number around it or uh, do something that's analogous to putting a number around it. Uh, so, I mean, like business isn't – business should be about numbers, but it's not always about numbers. Um, no. So, I mean, sometimes there are qualitative uh, – measures that you have to take into consideration when you can't necessarily put, you know, quantitative measures into consideration. Yeah, but somebody will BS a quantitative a quantitative one or a qual a quantitative one just to <laughs> to justify the qualitative one. And, and, you know, and, but, and, you know you're, you're exactly right. But sometimes that quantitative number is a pretty close, you know, to, uh, way to determine uh what the the qualitative number is. I mean, and life's no different. I mean, like my personal goals, I like when I set a personal goal, when I do, it's no different at all than a business goal. I put I figure out one, if it's something numerical, how can I put a number to it? Is it just is it dollars I need to save for something? Is it time I need to save for something? I figure out ways to track whatever it is. If there's any way where you can count something or assign a percentage to something, that's a number. It doesn't have to be some, you know, mystical. Uh, you don't have to worry about basis points when you're setting your own goals. I guess is what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be co complex. Um, if it's not something that's specifically a number, if it's like I need, I want to buy, you know, this period have something done. I figure out. So I take the problem and I break it down into smaller chunks, and then I build out like activities that I have to do along the way to achieve that. So like when we were trying to get the house ready for the kids, I didn't have a number to say, Hey, the house is done, but I had certain goals like upstairs needed to be straightened up. Stuff needed to be moved out. We mm -hmm. needed to get stuff done. So I created a checklist and we worked to the checklist. And when we were done, you know, I could say 100% because all eight or 10 checks were checked. It's still, it's a number, it's a tracking system, but mm -hmm. it's not something that is strictly a measure, a measurable or quantitative, you know, sum. It's something that 
I was, but I was able to track to it exactly like I would track to something at work. It was no different whatsoever. That makes sense. I get, I get that point of view. I get that point of view. I, and I do think it's critical. I mean, I do think that that's, there are people, I have friends that are so good with stuff like that. You know, that in their personal lives, it's like, man, every time I turn around, they're accomplishing that thing. Um, and some of them I know it's like that hardcore tracking, like they've got that plan and they're just ticking it off. And then I have other people that do it and it's like, I just did it, but they just mentally, I guess, have that in their head and they're clipping it along. And I'm like, I want to be the one who doesn't have all that. Cause I have to do it so much at work. I hate like it's finding that balance. Cause that's how you stay organized and you get it done. Right. But sometimes when you do it and you do it all the time at work too, and you bring it in, it's kind of like, oh God, I do this every day at work. And now it's like killing my personal goals vibe because I'm sitting here with this checklist. So it's like, what's a fun, creative way that I'm having this checklist without it feeling like work? <laughs> I sound really whiny saying that, but you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's the, all the same concepts. You have to do them. I get it. But sometimes when you put the same rigor around it, it's a buzzkill because it feels like it feels like too much of your everyday work work than something creative and fun and personal. I, I think it's fun. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying it's not fun. I and I'm not saying, you know, that I'm, I'm like I said, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate and being a little whiny here. But I feel like there's there's got to be fun, fun ways and and. For some people, checklists and organization and being boxed in by that structure stunts their their ability to move forward with a goal. How frequently do you check that? Like what where is the appropriate I mean, in work, right? You're in it daily, you're in it weekly, you've got goals, you've got things, so that's structured for you. But in your personal life, right, if you're looking at that and you have a goal, if you look at it every day and you miss a day, and depending on your motivation, um, you know, what's a healthy, what do you think from a personal perspective is a healthy frequency to visit that so that you don't feel like, oh God, okay, two days have gone by and I haven't and wait, do I have to start over? And then, you know, people who get really stressed out if, okay, I'm already falling off the wagon and it's week one and I missed two days. Are they looking at it too frequently? What do, what do you think? I mean, so personal capacity is always a concern. You said at work it's structured for you. It's not always structured for you. I well, mean, not always, but there's but, there there's more there's more structure in with in which you have control as far as you have to meet it for a bigger need. It's not just you; all dependable on you, right? You've got you to depend. You're accountable at work, but there's a greater power there motivating you to make sure it gets done. That so I'm, 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 I'm going to challenge that just a little bit because I don't see the – this may explain me. I don't see the <laughs> difference between how I approach and engage things at work and how I work there as opposed to how I work in my personal life. Um, so like at work, you, you hear people all the time saying, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm working 14 hours a day. I just can't do this. I can't do that. And it's the same problem. Like what's the free if say so say your work is based on your Kanban board, that frequency that you're 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 facing it. We're really getting into what we're going to be talking about in the the book, the goal, because this is where they bleed in together, because uh, it, it comes down to a balance. 
and there are certain constraints that uh, can affect how you process through things. And there is, but there's a balance you need to have in your life. So you need to figure out what that balance is. But a lot of people need checklists and a lot of people need, uh, you know, just ways to, to, to track things. So going back to the question, say you find that you're not doing something. Well, what are you doing? Track your time, figure out what you're doing, figuring out, figure out, you know, what's waste. What don't you need to be doing? Well, you know, I'm spending two hours watching Nick at night and eating Cheetos. Well, maybe you can cut out some of that, cut out, say, an hour and a half of that, and then apply that to something else. It's always figure out what your current state is. Figure out where you're spending your time. Uh, Are you doing things that, you know, don't work toward your goal? And if you're doing things that don't work toward your goal or don't help you have that quality of life that you need, stop doing it. You know, abandon it. If it's something that... I mean, God, I felt I sound like Tony Robbins or somebody, but like if I spend an hour, if I spend like three hours a day just stressing out about, um, you know, this North Korea thing that is mostly and hopefully in our, you know, rearview mirror at this point. But if I spend three hours a day about nuclear war with North Korea, maybe I just stop spending three hours a day worrying about North Korea. And if that's a stumbling block for me, go to the freaking psychiatrist and get pills. <laughs> Good point. I think, and I, I think I, I agree. I think what it comes down to is it goes back to whatever your system is and however you want to approach it as far as how long of a goal is it. So, you know, typically they say short-term goals are less than 12 months. I would even in my mind, because I am a more, like I said, like there's the big rock, chase it and go as quickly as you can within reason, say six months or less is short term. And then they always say long terms, you know, 12 months plus. So I think from that perspective, then you have to go back to what is obtainable in a certain amount of time, reasonable certain amount of time for you, and then put checkpoints along the way that won't stress you out. That won't, you know, if I look every single day at this plan and I missed one day and it's going to like, I, I feel I got to start over. Then you're just in a cyclical loop of starting over because you missed one day. I think when you decide what your time frame is, what's obtainable within that time frame, and then you've got to give yourself some grace, meaning, okay, so if I'm on this plan and I fall off day one or day two or what week one or week three is a little rough. What are the what are the rules around starting over if I have to start over? And that's only in the case that it would be a situation where you're starting over, whether it's a diet or you know something more rigid and disciplined like that. If it's saving or something where it's like you can make it up, whatever. There's that other part. So I think all the things you said, yes, you've got to do. You've got to evaluate. You've got obviously when you're trying to accomplish something, you always have to sacrifice something and find balance in in what you're doing. Whether it's you're giving up a little money to gain more time, or you're giving up a little time to gain money, all those those balancing acts and constraints that you manage through anything. But I think you also have to say, where is the point where I have gone so far from the goal or I've gone so far off the path I have to reestablish the goal um, or start over with the start over with the plan I should say not the off the path but the plan 
I think that's the other big thing when you're setting a goal or you're going after it to mentally be prepared for personally or professionally and say, where, you know, where are those things? Where do, where do I have to start over replan, whatever it is, because I've got way too far off the course of accomplishing X Um, and mentally kind of think about that and accept that before you jump in. Because some people, if they get too far off course, just then walk away, which is in personal what generally happens, right? But knowing it's okay to already go back, reevaluate, take in what you have done and say, do I need to scrap it, start again, revamp, whatever. I think people often get lost in that core piece of goal setting. So for me, I don't set goals longer than, say, six months or a year. If it's a goal, if it's something I need to do for over a year, I'm not going to put mental energy toward it. And it's just – if it's not something I can just sort of set and forget, mm-hmm. I don't it's, – it's, that's just incomprehensibly long to me. <laughs> so now I might set up you know, sub-goals along the way. Or I might say, well, yeah, I want to accomplish this in, say, in, in, in two years. But I don't focus on that long-term goal. I might, I would focus, really focus on something I can do in a, in a month or two months or six months. And yeah, just, again, sort of like revisit the, the long-term goal. But I don't think about the long-term goal. I only think about the short-term goal. Like for me, most goals I set are within a month. Within a month, I want to be able to do this. Within a month, I have... That's where you're better. I mean, that's where you have a good advantage over me because I, I'm always like, well, I'm the person that, like I've always said, I'm the other shoes going to drop or there's like, there's plan A, B, C, and D. So if X happens, like I've always got the contingency plan in my head a little bit. So my problem is I always see the long term and I'm always looking at like, you know, Mount Everest instead of, oh yeah, I made it to this base camp and this base camp. But man, I really want to be right there, right? And kind of, it doesn't always set me off course, but I'm always just like, oh, I didn't go fast enough through those other things. So I think to your point, you've always got to focus on the shorter term and and keep the big goal in the back of your brain and that you're making progress towards it, but not fixate on that. Because that's what I do. I'm like, get me the ribbon. I want to go, I want to go past that line. Like, let's just go, let's get to the line, Right. And I'll do all the work, but I'll burn myself out or whatever in in the course of doing it sometimes. It's, it sounds like Wendy don't tie her shoes without a plan B. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like, I'm not really great at setting goals. I, I'm pretty good when I commit to something to commit to it. Mm-hmm. But I got to set short goals. Otherwise, it should get lost because it's just not going to happen. So who is who in your life? So so we've talked about a lot of things, but who if there is somebody in your work life, personal life, whatever it might be, is there one individual, friend, family member, whatever that you know who does an incredible job at not only setting like setting personal goals and achieving them and it again and again and again and do you know how they do it and and stick to it so well. No, I don't know a single person that does it really well. Um, I know people that accomplish goals, but ten, like they accomplish like really huge goals and, but they usually have to kill themselves or other people along the way to get there. And it's never, the juice is never worth the squeeze. Yeah. 
I think people who do a really good job of it probably don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. Because they help motivate you along the way Mm -hmm. and you help, you help them realize their goals and you don't necessarily know that you're doing it because it's, it's, it's almost effortless. So, I mean, in, in, and in that sense, a lot of it is transparent to me because I might not know what that person's goal is. I just happen to know that, you know, I fit within I, that I'm a cog within that machine for the, um, for the so, purpose of the goal. Yeah. So, <laughs> but when it comes to somebody that I know who does a really good job, Dusty does a pretty good job with it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not perfect. Nobody is. No, no. But I don't. I. I mean, one of the people that you're going to have dinner with this evening, I think, is 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 good at it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's something. I think that's especially one of his his skill sets. Oh yeah. Um, but and he's and he hard charges towards it too. I think it's he, you know he's he's realistic and everything else, but I think he's a big picture and get there quick. Yeah, from a from a very good strategic mindset. Yeah, where my boss before you, he would he would hard charge toward a goal, and he would achieve it. It was just it was just so much work. Bodies to, left behind, bodies, people crying. Yeah, bodies <laughs> left behind, people crying. And it's not it's not it's not a it's not a him thing. It's a, I think it's a culture thing. Like the business that he came oh, yeah. from, everybody worked twenty four seven. Yeah, and it, it was an adjustment, but he he was effective. Mm-hmm. He is effective, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just it's just what are you willing to do to get there? Yeah, I think the other thing really what it comes down to and we talked a lot about the hows to get there, ways to do to to achieve these things, how to be organized about it and think through it. But I think the big thing we we haven't really talked about and it doesn't require a lot of conversation is, um, you know, when you go into a business or a goal to accomplish or an objective to accomplish for business, there's always a why, whether you agree with it, whether it makes sense or whatever, there's a why you're doing it. And you, you know that, or as to your point, when you're like defining the goal and everything else, that's super critical. It is, you have to really in personal piece, you really have to understand why you're doing it. And if that why is enough, because if you you're kind of like, oh, I want to do this, and you're well, somebody goes, well, why do you want to do that? Well, just because I want to. Well, your likelihood of accomplishing it is probably, you know, minimal. Also, if it's something that you've always wanted to do and you're just holding on to that for dear life because it's like, man, I thought about this since I was knee high to a grasshopper, and my mind can't change, and this is inevitable, and I just but in your heart, there's not a true, no, this is really a, why I want to do it. Or there's this purpose or there, I really, it is a dream I want to accomplish. You're probably not going to accomplish it. So I would say when you're setting those goals, you got to make sure, even if it's something you always said you wanted and whatever, and you're going to just chase it because you've always said it, you have to do a little bit more to say, why am I really doing it? Does it, is it really going to, give me X, Y, and Z that I thought it was going to, or is it just I'm being stubborn and I'm going to do it because somebody else told me I should or thought I couldn't or whatever. But I think earlier you said it and it's the most important starting point is why are you doing it? Why is it important? If it's really not that important, put your energy into something else. Exactly. So, um, so just to kind of wrap stuff up, I feel like, 
what are some non-tactical kind of tracky things that you also could do to help you accomplish your goals. So, um, you know, all those things that you gave, all the things we talked about are definite ways to approach and accomplish goals and track them and keep yourself accountable and disciplined. But I think some other things that can help simple strategies that can help is find somebody if it's, if it makes sense, find somebody who can help you not accomplish it, but just kind of ask you about it, that you can bring it up in conversation so that it's not just about looking at a tracker, but it's somebody else being like, Hey, how's that thing going? So when you do miss a day or something, you're like, Oh God, yeah, I need to, you know, I need to, to revisit that or, you know, give yourself a day off so that you're not so enthralled in it that you start to burn out and lose traction. Um, I think, I don't know, some people would be like athletes a lot of times say, you know, visualize the achievement, like visualize winning the game or visualize winning the race or whatever, like things like that, you know, um, what are some other things that you've heard that are non, you know, tactical from a tracking perspective that kind of help motivate or keep goal goal setting and accomplishing possible oftentimes people just track things the simplest way is often just to track it by whatever you're trying to do if you're trying to save money for your kid's college fund check the bank account occasionally uh if you're trying to lose weight you know check the scale uh, if you're not losing weight, check your belt. Is it loose? Is it looser? Is it tighter? You know, you can usually get an idea there. It's the measurement system should match. I don't want to say measurement system because that's sounds technical, but the measurement system should just match whatever you're trying to do. And it should be I, simple. I think the other thing that for people like me, one of the best bits of advice that I'd gotten many times in different way and stated in different ways is sometimes you just need to take your brain out of it completely because you can start to overthink how you're doing, what you're doing, all those kinds of things. Sometimes you just need to do it right. You don't have to think about, well, I said I was going to do it like this. Just do whatever, just do something without thinking about it. Cause if you let your brain get into it, then sometimes we get into the, Am I, am I doing it the way that I thought I, is this the most productive way to get there and just way overthink and then you just stop. So I think a good one that I don't follow enough and in, especially in personal goals, but, um, sometimes it's just take your brain out of it. Just do something, deal with the results of it because it's still going to be forward motion, right? And movement towards the end, the, the end state. Yeah. I, I, I don't. If you're overthinking something, oftentimes, yeah, just do it. But sometimes you have to overthink things. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, how did I know that was going to be your response? I'm just being, I'm just being, I'm just being, uh, I'm just co- trying to contradict everything you're saying. No, uh, it's not that. I just, I think you and I have the same problem. Sometimes we can't take our brains out of things. Well, I mean, like sometimes <laughs> things aren't simple and you do, you do have to think about it. Uh, but I mean, sometimes they are and we look I think sometimes we use it as a reason to delay or overcomplicate something that doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Or, or so, yeah, or you're, 
I mean, it comes down again. How do you, like, how do you want to approach something? So yeah. say you are working toward a goal and you're it, not, nothing's happening. Well, depends on what the goal is. If you have the luxury of, you know, just keeping at it for another month or week or whatever to see how, how it goes and nothing happens, maybe you should pause and reflect and do some thinking on it. I think if they're getting mired down and you're like, you know, I think that's a big time to just take your brain out of it. Yeah, if if you think that you're like uh, perseverating on something and <laughs> she had to find that word. And please give us please give us the definition of that. <laughs> just like it's you're, it's kind of like you're over over analyzing or in just repeating it over and over again or just gotcha. taking too long to 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 do an to do an activity maybe if you're doing that like um like Kim whenever she wants to do something she'll overthink something and I might just stop and just do it. Um, if you're doing that, um, maybe it, it, like you said, just, you know, just act and don't think. Just be Nike and just do it. Just do it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Sometimes you just have to just go do something. Sometimes just going and doing something gets you further than if you sat there and went, how many ways can we do this something? Yeah. And what's the right way for this and that and everything else? So. At work recently, somebody asked me, well, how did you know to do this? I'm like, it was the only way that I saw to do it. So Mm -hmm. I did it and it worked. Mm -hmm. Well, how did you know that? It's because I have the ability to think. (laughs) But everybody has the ability to think. It's just I was confident enough that I took that first step and did it. Mm -hmm. To what you said, just do it. Yeah. We're our own, we are our own, big, our, we can be our own biggest roadblocks, or, or we often are our own biggest roadblocks of anything else in life. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, yeah, just, yeah, I, I like it. That's where I, that's where I want to leave it today. Just, just do it. Just do it. So I think, Brian Kilby, that, um, that little project plan that you had, you should just do it. Just do it. No man. matter what, no matter how how pretty or not it is just do it exactly you're welcome nike (laughs) so i um okay so i think the goals are there i'm feeling motivated i'm feeling like i'm i'm back in my mojo so that next time i'm asked what is your goal i may not have a perfect answer but i'll have an idea what where i think i'm going and how long i'm gonna be someplace awesome (laughs) all right good discussion buddy talk to you next week talk to you next week bye Bye. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, How Was Slash Your Weekend. That's H O W W dot A S slash Your Weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend. 